Hi, this is Kirk Reed. Bear with me as we need a little compliance disclosure. In our practice, we give financial advice to our clients. We know their financial situation in detail before doing so. That's generally not the case with callers we speak with on the show. We can't give truly meaningful financial advice because we don't know the detailed financial situation of the caller. After all, we just met. Any suggestions we make to callers are generic in nature and meant to steer a caller in the right direction. Callers should check with their own financial professionals before implementing any suggestions that we may make. At times on this show, we talk about investments and investment performance. Investment returns are not guaranteed, and past performance does not guarantee future results. My name is Mike McNamara. This is McNamara on Money. My daughter and business partner, Alyssa, was keeping me company this morning. And uh, we're uh, quoting some financial industry titans here this morning. And uh, we have a twofold purpose for doing that. Uh, number one, hopefully uh, you'll learn a few things about uh, what investing is and can do it successfully. And number two, understand that we're not the only people in the world to uh, believe that uh, things, things work certain ways in the investment world better than other ways and uh, you know our, our beliefs uh, are held by one or two or three other folks in the world here thankfully given the circumstances uh, we have uh, a call let's go to John in Marshfield good morning John how are you today good morning Mike and Alyssa yeah I've learned a lot listening to you guys but you're talking about a subject that I actually know something about all right cool. and that <laughs> and that caller, the child who got the Warren Buffett quote, just inspired me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a similar, slightly inappropriate quote to repeat in the air? <laughs> I, yeah, I could, I could list Warren Buffett quotes like all day. You know, one of the ones I like is that you should make the market be your servant, not your master. And I know that sounds trite, but you think about it, Mike, in your lifetime, mm. most of the economies that you've observed have ranged pretty much from what we call pretty good to not so hot. Yep. Would you say that? That's true? Yep. Um, yet the stock market trades from there is no problem to there is no hope. Mm. And what's my theory has always been if real estate if real estate was quoted the way stocks were, most of us would be voluntarily homeless. Because, <laughs> because I what, like this guy. We, I like <laughs> Yeah. What we, what we fear are quotes. And real estate is actually First of all, it returns less than half as much as stocks over time, as you know. But we don't know when it's down. We don't know when we hold it for eight years and it goes nowhere. We don't mm. notice, like in 2008, where it loses 35% of its value. We don't see that and we don't care because over tw over long term, I bought my house in 2004. And I thought to myself, okay, prices are kind of high, but I think this will grow long, long term about 4%. 18 years later, guess what? Through lots of ups and downs, crazy bull markets, crazy bear markets, it's up exactly 4% a year. Um, the, stock, the stock market basically gives you 9% over 10 years, 9% over 20 years, but it gets there in a really erratic fashion. Mm. And I just feel as though people don't understand. The other psychology that they don't understand is that Fear is three times more intense than grief. If I asked you, Mike, do you want to be rich? You'd say, yeah, that would be really cool. But if I say, Mike, I think you're going to be poor, you get, you get fearful and you have to act on that now. Agreed. Greed, greed does not have to be acted on right away. It's, and that's why <laughs> and I, I looked at my statement and like, okay, in six months, it's horrible. In one year, it's bad. 
in two years, I would have taken this return. Yeah. Like, and I think, listen, you alluded to that last yeah. week. Um, you don't even need to go back 10 years to f- decide that. Yeah. Just go back three, four, or five. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just think that there's a lot of irrational activity. And, and one of the other things that, that, that Buffett talks about is the market is manic depressive in the near term. Think about a manic Mr. Market. You can use him to your advantage. At times, he offers up ridiculously cheap prices when he is fearful. At other times, he gets so greedy and there's no problems in the world. If you're looking to sell, he offers opportunity to sell. And if you just decide, well, I don't want to play that game, you can just ignore it and make a lot of money over time. <laughs> but by the way, there's a, you've probably seen this, but there's a great Warren Buffett quote I was just looking for and can't find it, but it involves Sir Isaac Newton, you know, the mm. fellow who like found gravity, <laughs> basically, and, uh, and he lost a bundle in the South Seas bubble, South Seas plantation mm. bubble a long time ago. So very bright guy, loses a ton of money, okay, speculating on stocks way back in the 1700s or whatever, and uh, he basically said something to the fact that I can, I can figure out gravity, but I don't understand the madness of men and that's you know, think about that that's the madness of men is what we're talking about when you're talking it, 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 in, in women it, it, oh it's right here it's right here i found yeah. it okay re- read that For, uh this is from warren buffett's letter yeah. to his investors i think thank you please long ago sir isaac newton gave us three laws of motion which were the work of genius but sir isaac's talents didn't didn't extend to investing he lost a bundle in the south sea bubble explaining later I can calculate the movement of the stars, but not the madness of men. <laughs> Perfect. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and remember, that leads to another thing that, that Buffett's referred to, is that um, stock picking is just the opposite of weather forecasting in terms of its accuracy. But in, in weather forecasting, the nearer the event, the higher the degree of certainty. If I ask you right. to forecast you tomorrow, I can give you about 98% certainty what the weather's going to be tomorrow. But if I ask you a month now, it's basically a crapshoot. Yeah. With the stock market, it's literally a crapshoot. <laughs> next yeah. day, next month. Yeah. And here's the thing, and, and your clients may not want to hear this. It's kind of a crapshoot for the next year. <laughs> right. Or two or three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. By the way, or two or three. Yeah. Yeah. John, yeah. I've, I've used that analogy for decades about the weather, as ver- markets versus yeah. the weather. A- absolutely correct. I mean, anytime some, as somebody I don't know asks me where the market's going, I tell them, I do not have a clue. What, what's your next question? So yeah. <laughs> I, I love that you can, I love comparing uh, traditional markets to real estate markets. Yeah. I do that yeah. all the time. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that would be voluntarily homeless. I, yeah. I happen to think that, I, you know, I, I prefer, you know, uh, traditional investment markets to, to owning real estate. And I think in many ways it's a better investment, but, and, and well, I kind of yeah. hate a homeownership, yeah. but, but in, well. but in this like one example, I do think real estate is a better investment in, because you're not seeing the value of your home fluctuate every yeah. single day. Well, you right? know, so that, that, that yeah. goes back to, you know, I, 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 this is something that's bugged me forever. Okay. So how does one teach a client to be a long-term investor if you get a sta- yeah. if you get a statement every month showing you your stuff. Or yeah, and oh. you can log in, not even that. You're logging in every day. Yeah, Many yeah. people every day, every how, couple days. How yeah. Can we, how can we how can people get that given the circumstances? Yeah. <laughs> John, you're the most excited caller we've had in a long time. Anything yeah, John else? Calls, you yeah, you've called John's called before, right? Yeah, yeah. we've heard from John before. It's always good good stuff to share. By the way, so yeah. we're, we're not gonna have we're gonna go through Peter Lynch, but we're not gonna make it and we're not gonna get to Warren Buffett, but we're gonna have another show on this. 
this. So say, say, I got yeah. I've got like a hundred Warren Buffett quotes. It might take three shows to go through them, as a matter of fact. Oh, but yeah. uh, super. A- anything else for us, Peter? Great, great call. I mean, John, <laughs> great call. Anything else? <laughs> if you mistook me for Peter Lynch, I'll take you. You, you, you take that as a comment. <laughs> a- amen. Hey, thank you for no. the call and call anytime. It's been great. All right. Uh, okay. Thanks. Have Bye-bye. a good one. Take care, John. Bye. <laughs> he was as exciting as I am. Is it fair? Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. He's called before. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay. All right. Couple. Couple more. Uh, John Templeton quotes. I thought these two were going to go quickly. Peter Lynch and Warren Buffett are going to take forever. Anyway, an investor. You do a whole show on each one of yeah, those guys. An yeah. investor who has all the answers doesn't even understand all the questions. Just a little. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, okay. Yep. And, and, and a related That's one. It's like everybody regarding everything. <coughs> yeah, right. right yeah. Right? See, we he's, all he's think kind we, of. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah. a corollary to that one is a cocksure approach to investing will lead, probably sooner than later, to disappointment, if not outright disaster. Mm, <laughs> a cocksure approach. <laughs> no, he's British. You know, some of that. Yeah, you know, that's of not words. a term you yeah. hear often. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And here's, a, here's another one that should go in the top 15, maybe. Maybe. You ready for this? Yeah. <clears throat> the best time to invest is when you have money. I was going to say, I thought it was going to be right. It's right now. Right? <clears throat> yeah, when you have money. Whenever, you right? don't say. Is yeah. this is this a good or a bad time to invest? It's a great time if you've got enough time. You have uh, money to invest. Go, go yep. for it. Go for it, folks. All right, let's see here. Yeah. When, when you have extra money? When you have money. That's right. Beyond extra, your emergency reserves? Extra money. Yes, thank you. Okay. All right, and uh, another one. This probably is in the top uh, two. For all long-term investors, there is only one objective, maximum total real return after taxes. And inflation? (coughs) Yep. By the way, real Mm -hmm. return implies inflation, by the way. Okay, so folks... Okay, this is like uh, real return is is the theme. Okay, here, <clears throat> real return is very simple. You take a look at the end of the year of what an investment earned. Oh, I have a CD that's earned one and a half percent. Okay, great. Okay, uh, and then you check what inflation was that year. What's what's running about nine percent so <laughs> yeah. far? Except don't do this calculation uh, this year. This year, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> when well, you're down way, fifteen and inflation, I'm sorry. Nine. Let me do the math. <laughs> the math is you take your investment yeah. return. And then you subtract yeah. what, what inflation was from that. And, oh, by the way, there's probably a few taxes that get subtracted from that, yeah. too. Okay, so, so the only money that you get to keep is money that didn't get destroyed by inflation and that got taken and that didn't get taken from taxes. That's called a real return. Okay, folks, the, the only way that you can get wealthier than you are today is to have your money earn more than taxes and inflation take away from it. Hello, this is a simple concept and, and it happens to be true, okay? Well, if you take a look at bond returns for a very long period of time, and then if you take a look at inflation and taxes for a very long period of time, they didn't earn much of a real return. You know, be, be, granted, there are some years when they're better than others. I, I get that all, folks, okay? Folks, the, the trick is the only way you get wealthy is to make more than taxes inflation take away from you. And by the way, the stock market has been a very dependable place to do that. If you have enough time, enough money, okay, and enough uh, fortitude 
to deal with the excitement that comes along with that. Mm -hmm. So having real return, the only kind of money that gets you wealthy. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. You here. keep saying investor. Investor. Like, uh, exaggerating that or. Versus investments. I, I'll get to it that. Just, well. It just reminds me of, yeah. I think it was Arden, who was my daughter that just called in earlier. Yeah. She used to call her sisters her sisters. Sisters. I, I, like, <laughs> I, I love it. I love that it. Just, every time you say it, it reminds me of that. All right. We've heard this before. The investor who says this time is different. When, in fact, it's virtually a repeat of an earlier situation, <laughs> has uttered among the most four costly words in the annals of investing. Mm. Okay. Faith in the future, folks. Tough sometimes. Yeah. Really tough sometimes. All right. I think I'm almost done. I, I, let's see here. Aisha, I think I'm... So the oh, no, no. John hey, well, a lot of them were kind of a little too uh, far off the field from investing, if you know. <clears throat> oh, this is... This is top top five in the world. Okay. I can complain because rosebushes rose have thorns. Or rejoice because thorn bushes have roses. <laughs> now, there's a, there's a global thought that applies to a whole lot of things, huh? Think about that. Not just investing. I can, I com can. I can complain because rosebushes have thorns. Or rejoice because thorn bushes have roses. Is the glass half full or is the glass yeah. half empty? <clears throat> if you're not grateful, you're not rich, no matter how much money you have. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. You that's know, a good one. Uh, in the last... You know, that's a really good one. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. Okay. Yeah. I, I know I've only been back to work for two or three weeks here at McNamara Financial uh, after a little, uh, little extended absence. But anyway, probably in two-thirds of the meetings... The word "am I grateful" or "I'm blessed" or whatever has come out. So people, oh, people, yeah, people who I think uh, it, it doesn't make any difference how much money you have. If you have enough, you're grateful for that. Okay, it's sort of a thing. It's kind of a cool thing. It's sort, it go. It, I think it goes to that. Mm -hmm. I think it goes to humility. I think it goes to you know perspective of life. I mean, call it what you like. A little touchy feely for a financial radio show, but I think you get the point. You know. But that's interesting because yeah. some. <clears throat> Maybe this is kind of the same thing, but some uh, of our clients who we know have enough, they don't always know they have enough. Yeah. I guess that's the same thing. That's Is we, that humility? We've got to politely that, smack them around a little bit and tell them it's okay to spend money. Yeah, I'm trying to think yeah, of if yeah. that's kind of saying the same thing. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I guess it is. Cause yeah. Two more quotes that are, I, I don't, we can certainly comment, but they're not directly related to finance, but they are related to life. Uh, those who surrender freedom for security will not have, nor do they deserve either one. This kind of something to think wait, about. Wait, wait, say that one again? Yeah, okay. Wait. Those who surrender freedom for security will not have, nor do they deserve either one. That's a big, big, big picture. Yeah, quote. that's applicable in yeah. many different. Yep. And one situations. more thing, and then we'll get on to Peter Lynch. Okay. <clears throat> the big difference between those who are successful and those who are not is that successful people learn from their mistakes and the mistakes of others. Mm. Okay. What was the security and freedom <clears throat> one again? Okay. Those who surrender freedom for security will not have, nor do they deserve, either one. There's some serious thought behind that one, if you know what I mean. Okay? 
Alrighty. <clears throat> so we're going to get warmed up here. I can't believe we're not going to finish this, but that's okay. We can have another one for follow-up. We're going to talk about uh, Peter Lynch. Peter Lynch uh, is a, a rock star in the uh, financial world, folks. Uh, he worked at, at Fidelity and uh, for 13 wonderful and glorious years ran the Fidelity Magellan Fund a long time ago. <clears throat> Uh, he retired at age 46. Okay. Wow, okay. I didn't know that. I think he still lives up on the North Shore. Okay. Wow. Uh, and he's a straight-talking dude. Okay, and he's got some terrific quotes here, and we're just going to kind of get get warmed up with him. So He retired <coughs> at 46. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, Boston College boy, too, as a matter of fact. So, whatever. <clears throat> All right, hang on. Okay, here we go. In the long run, it's not just how much money you make that will determine your future prosperity. It's how much of that money you put to work by saving it and investing it. Hmm. Oh, I make make $2 million a a year, but if you spend all of that and didn't save anything, uh, you're not getting wealthier sort of a thing. And that goes back to... Positive cash flow and planning for the future, I guess, and saving, okay? In the long run, it's not just how much money you make, parentheses, it's really what you do with it, that will determine your future prosperity. Right. Uh, it's how much of that money you put to work by saving it and investing it. I told you, folks, this wasn't hard. You got to start saving it to begin with. All right. <clears throat> when stocks are attractive, you buy them. Sure, they can go lower. I've bought stocks at $12 that went to $2, but then they later went to 30. You just don't know when you can you just don't know when you can find the bottom. Oh, let's see. A rock star in the financial world says he doesn't know the future. Mm-hmm. Let me let me make a note about that. Okay, mm-hmm. sort of thing. F- folks, I think uh, the the next theme I'm going to add to the list here is that nobody knows the future. And uh, if a financial advisor uh, stakes their claim uh, with clients about knowing the future, I'm not sure they're going to be in business very long, to be perfectly honest with you. Okay, so so the future is unknown. And clients know that, but they just can't yeah. help themselves. Yeah. They just yeah. want to ask the question, yeah. well, even, what do you think? Even after we told them. When do right? you think no it's going to recover? Okay, okay, okay. Dear just, Mr. They just Mr. and Mrs. Help Klein, they just, they you, have you know that we don't know the future. Okay, that's the bad news. The yeah. good news is you can plan and prepare for that future, and that's what we're going to help you with. Yeah. That's all we got. Okay, sort of a thing. We don't know the future, but you can sure be ready for it. Yeah. Okay, and that's that's more important than knowing it, given the circumstances. Yeah. And seeing as nobody can know that, it doesn't matter, right? And clients I, are cute, too. They're like, oh, I know you don't know, yeah. but what, what do you think? Yeah, 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 yeah okay. <laughs> I don't have a clue. That's my standard quote. That's cute. Okay, yeah. and, and after they get taken aback, I have to explain that a little bit. All right, I think I got time for this one and a discussion, but but not maybe not <clears throat> you get recessions you have stock market declines if you don't understand that's going to happen then you're not ready and you won't do well in markets mm. hello oh, that's true okay. there, yeah there are there are just some people that won't ever be good investors uh yep 
Yeah, and do, do not have the temperament. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and, we don't and, know a lot of those people, but yeah. sometimes I meet those people. And we're and getting smarter at figuring out who they are in they're advance. They're not going to be good at this. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're not going to be good at this yeah. sort of a thing. When you, you know, I, I've had uh, I've had folks who've left before because they weren't that way. Yeah. And when I look back, I probably should have known that, but 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 you got to learn that you know over time. It's just one of those things. Okay. <clears throat> All right. This is a good one. Peter Lynch, rock star, fund manager. <clears throat> Far more money has been lost by investors preparing for for corrections or trying to anticipate corrections than has been lost in the corrections themselves. Oh, that's interesting. I guess I was thinking they were selling at the top, but they're not. He means they're not selling at the top. They're selling... In the middle or, or yeah. near the bottom. Yeah. Wait, say that again, because I, I think I... Far more money has been lost by investors preparing for corrections or trying to anticipate corrections than has ever been lost in the corrections themselves. So-and-so is going to be elected president. I'm out. You know, you get that call. Oh, our, I see our, what you our, mean our, yeah, yeah, Never. Yeah, okay, one minute we have here. By the way, investor versus investment. Okay, well, I, I use the word investors because I get into comparisons of the Dalbar study you know, investor returns versus investment returns, mm. and how investors usually mess it up because they don't know too much. But that's that's where the investors come. I think from. I just say investor. Yeah, yeah. But it is. I got in, kind but of it got, is spelled investor. I, I, I kind of get <laughs> But into I that just habit. say investor. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, all right. One more. No. It's, no the time. Music is playing. Take a break. We're done. We'll be <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> This is Mike McNamara. If you're looking for a financial advisor, start by asking him or her three questions. Number one, are you a certified financial planner practitioner? Number two, are you legally held to a fiduciary standard of care for your clients? And number three, do you only give financial advice and not sell investment products? These are all simple yes-no questions. If he or she doesn't answer yes quickly and starts talking, that's a no, and it's time to move on to another advisor. I believe we're back. My name is Mike McNamara. This is McNamara on Money. Uh, my daughter and business partner, Alyssa, is keeping me company this morning, and we are quoting from some financial industry titans this morning in hopes of getting you a little bit smarter about your money. And uh, we're talking about Peter Lynch, rock star, former Fidelity Magellan manager. I believe he still lives in Massachusetts up on the North Shore. Cool guy. Speaks in English. I'm going to skip ahead to one while I'm doing the show with you, Liz, because if I do this again, I'm not sure who's going to be, be with me. But are you ready for this? Ready. <clears throat> Peter Lynch. In our society, it's been the men who've handled most of the finances and the women who've stood by and watched men botch things up. <laughs> How cool is that? That's funny. Okay, and one more. Most investors would be better off in an index fund. Now, there's a guy running an actively managed fund. Okay, oh, yeah, that's that interesting. Says, and, and, and by the way, as a corollary to that, and, I don't, I, and I, I'd have to do some research, but the concept is quite simple. There's a fairly significant amount of oh. folks who have owned the Magellan Fund and never made any money. By the way, this applies in many mutual funds. Because they kept going in and out. Because they kept going in and out sort of a thing. Okay, so so here's a here's an active fund oh. manager who's trying to beat the market and did a quite successful job at it. And by the way, that's a rare person saying, oh. you know, most folks should be better off if you just bought the market and uh, go from there. So thank, thank you, Peter Lynch. We, oh. we, we would happen to agree with yeah. that. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Peter Lynch. Nobody can predict interest rates. 
the future direction of the economy or the stock market. Dismiss all forecasts and concentrate on what's actually happening to the companies in which you've invested. Mm. Something about not knowing the future. Huh? Let, me th- let me think about that. Make, make a note about that. Okay. Alrighty. There is always something to worry about. Avoid weekend thinking and ignoring the latest dire predictions of newscasters. Sell a stock because the company's fundamentals deteriorate and not because the sky is falling. Mm-hmm. Hello? Hello? Mm-hmm. You know, earth, earth to investors? Okay. <clears throat> Peter Lynch. Stocks are a safe bet, but only if you stay invested long enough to ride out the corrections. Mm. Okay, folks, this goes back to theme number two on my list. Time is an investor's friend. Okay, it heals a lot of wounds, but what it primarily did is get you through a bear market or two because bull markets always go higher after the last one. So, you know, on, on that point, I think uh, uh, if we meet somebody at the top of a bull market, by the way, which we didn't know was the top, mm-hmm. it takes us a while to look smart, right? Because yeah. all of a sudden we go through a bear market with folks and we have to tell them to drink keep drinking the Kool-Aid we talked to them about until they get through it. Okay, and then, by the way, when the bull market comes, well, then they get back to where they were, and they're up a little bit, and they're feeling better. Well, then it hits the fan again, but goes back up. I think you need two market cycles to have an investor finally say, yeah, this makes sense. I've been through a couple of Mm -hmm. bad times. I've been through a couple of good times. Okay, and yeah, I I, I get this. I'm okay with it, sort of a thing. But if you start off, you know, or, or you could start off at the bottom of a market, Okay, not, not knowing that it's the bottom. And set expectations Look, a little yeah, too and, high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And now all of a sudden, oh, whoa, whoa. And you have to spend the next two years saying, it ain't ever going to be this good again. We're never going to look this smart again, but it's okay. We're going to revert to that mean we, we, we talked about a yeah. while ago, given the circumstances. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, folks, if you're, if you're getting a sense that there's like eight or ten things you've got to know about investing, that, that's correct. Oh, correct. And implementing these days is a lot easier than it ever used to be, actually. All right. I love this one. Charts are great for predicting the past. (laughs) (laughs) I I love uh, on the financial news that I read every day just because I want to make sure what what dribble my our clients might be reading. Okay, we get the 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 uh, quantum the quant guys that do mm-hmm. all the charts and the whatever, and they're talking about moving averages and this that's and the other thing, and they have all kinds of charts about things I don't even understand. Okay, and it's it's about yesterday. Nobody knows the future. Oh yeah. well, we have a trend. You know, the great wave trend is this. Well, so can you tell me? Wait a minute, you, you couldn't tell me when it began because we're in the middle of one. We have a trend, and you probably can't tell me what's going to end, so what good are you? Okay, <laughs> charts are great for predicting the past, folks. All right, moving along. All right, everyone has the brain power to make money in stocks. Not everyone has the stomach. Hmm. Okay, emotions, folks. Okay, I, you, you saw that piece I wrote a couple months ago. Your brain versus your heart. Okay, uh, and uh, sometimes your heart yeah. wins. Okay, and sometimes your brain wins. You got to be careful about that. Okay, not everyone has the brain. Uh, everyone does have the brain power. Not everyone has the stomach or the heart. Okay, yeah. let's see here. You have to hang in with that volatility, and the only reason you do that is because you think things are going to get better. You know. All right. A stock market decline 
is as routine as a January blizzard in Colorado. If you're prepared, it can't hurt you. A decli- yeah, it's a good one, yeah. A decline is a great opportunity to pick up the bargains left by investors who are fleeing the storm <laughs> in panic. Maybe that again. A is stock- that one big quote or yep. is that two different? That's one big one. A stock market decline is as routine as a January blizzard in Colorado. If you're prepared, it can't hit you. Hello? You can plan, you can prepare, folks. If you're prepared, it can't hurt you. A decline is a great opportunity to pick up the bargains left behind by investors who are fleeing the storm in panic. And by the way, if it goes down more afterwards, I hope you save some money to buy some more. Mm-hmm. Get even better. Okay. Uh, all right. Where are we here? Okay. <clears throat> your ultimate success or failure will depend on your ability to ignore the worries of the world long enough to allow your investments to succeed. Time in the market. How, how, s- how, how yeah. simple is this, folks? How simple is this? Okay. <clears throat> if you're prepared to invest in a company, then you ought to be able to explain why in simple language that a fifth grader could understand and quickly enough so that fifth grader won't get bored. Uh, by the way, I use fourth grade. I try to talk like a fourth grader, so he's a little smarter than I am. If you're prepared to invest in a company, then you ought to be able to explain why in simple language that a fifth grader could understand and quickly enough so the fifth grader won't get bored. Okay, I love that. Okay, I've been telling folks I'm going to try to talk as a fourth yeah. grader and I'm not implying anything. I said I need to understand it at that level to be okay, sort of a thing. You know, folks, the... The basic concepts in investing, like anything, the basic concepts in any other discipline, they're all pretty basic. They're all pretty mm-hmm. simple. Okay. Sometimes we just get too carried away and far afield uh, because it's more exciting to do so in the investment world, I guess. Alrighty. The typical big winner in the Lynch portfolio generally takes three to 10 years to play out. Oh, time. We're going back to time again. Peter Lynch, I think you have to learn that there's a company behind every stock and that there's only one real reason why stocks go up. Companies go from doing poorly to doing well or small companies grow to large companies. Okay, <laughs> folks, there's a, I, I've referred to this very often. There's a, a website either a website or a website link, I'm not quite sure, called S&P 500 at your fingertips. If you Google the S&P 500 at your fingertips, you can plug in your birthday and you can see how the stock market has done for your entire lifetime. Mm. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Okay, uh, and it, it allows you to put in dates and stuff like that. But the, the, the point I want to make, okay, is that there's only one reason Okay, uh, that the stock market goes higher with all that excitement over time is that you own a bunch of companies that continue to make more and more money on average. And if a company makes more and more money, then <clears throat> common sense would say it's probably worth more given the circumstances. Okay, so, 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 you know, well, sometimes they don't make much money. Yeah, and then, then the years they get better or some go, companies go away and other ones step into the void. But the, the only reason 
that the stock market has gone higher is because the underlying companies that you own, by and large, have earned more money and become more valuable. A company's earnings and its profitability are what makes them more valuable. And you know, if you know an index fund with 500 U.S. companies and another index fund with uh, 500 international companies and a few others, they, you got some self, some your diversification in those companies, okay? Yeah, there's a company behind that stock, okay? If you can follow only one bit of data, follow the earnings assuming the company in question has earnings. I subscribe to the crusty notion that sooner or later, earnings make or break an investment in equities. What the stock price does today, tomorrow, or next week is only a distraction. Right, yeah. You know, how, yes. how well said is that? Yeah. You know, price. Price is driven by the market, Pr- which is driven by price today speculation. Versus yeah. value over mm-hmm. the long run. <clears throat> Need to read that one again. This is Peter Lynch, folks. He's a relatively smart person. (laughs) If you can follow only one bit of data, okay, you don't have to if you own an index fund, folks, but if you can follow only one bit of data, follow the earnings. Assuming the company in question has earnings. We've had some problems with that in the past. We'll (laughs) talk about that. I subscribe, that's Peter, uh, to the crusty notion that sooner or later earnings make or break an investment in equities. What the stock price does today, tomorrow, or next week is only a distraction. Same word used by John Vogel. The stock market is a distraction. distraction. Yeah. Uh, Just two. Same word. Very interesting. All righty here. Absent a lot of surprises, stocks are relatively predictable over 20 years as to whether they're going to be higher or lower in two or three years, you might as well flip a coin to decide. (laughs) Folks, are you hearing... That's what we talked about when John called in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are we hearing this long-term theme? Yeah. The longer you do this the better the odds get for you folks. It's, it, it's, it, it's just, that's, that's how the casino works, okay? It's a real exciting casino with high odds if you're playing Mr. Market and buying prices of stocks and doing all that kind of funny things that people shoot themselves in the foot for sooner or later, uh, or owning a g- great bunch of quality companies for a long time and giving them a chance to work. Boring. Okay, uh, let's see. <clears throat> The real key to making money in stocks is not to get scared out of them. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Uh, Oh, you're going to love this one. I spend about 15 minutes a year on economic analysis. Peter Lynch said. If, if you're going to buy yeah. a great company that's going to survive through thick and thin, through all kinds of economies and all kinds of things, do you need to worry about what's happening today? No. There are companies worrying about that and trying to figure out how to deal with or succeed, you know, to be successful or to survive. Okay. The, the, what, what's going on in the economy? Whatever you're thinking, there are companies that are trying to figure that out and make it work. And you know what? Most of them do and most of them survive. Yeah. Okay. W- one more time, folks. This is important. I spend about 15 minutes a year on economic analysis. But there's one other... Wait a minute. Can I find that? Hang on a second real quickly. Uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a connected one to that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
This will be worth the At wait. Least, yeah, Can you hum a I song? Mean, oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay. No, I can't hum a song. If all the uh, if all no. the economists in the world were laid end to end, it wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, right. What's the economy going to do? No. What are the companies you own going to figure out about what the economy is going to do? How are they going to react to that? How are they going to survive and succeed and prosper like they've done for the last X amount of years that they've been in business? That's the question. You don't have to answer that question, folks, and you don't have to analyze it. Right. Okay. Moving along. At least the big publicly traded companies yep. are the ones that you're invested in. Yep, that's you know, correct. Have the resources and the means yep. to, to do that. Yep. Yeah, Th- those are the ones. But are they listening to the economists? Okay. Though? Uh, well, hmm. I'm uh, not, I think pro- they might be. Yeah, we'll see how I that. Well, they might <laughs> be short term listening those, to them, not not long term. Some of those economists stand to go. Okay. Uh, okay. Again, if this sounds like uh, re-emphasis, uh, bear with us, folks. What makes stocks valuable in the long run isn't the market. It's the profitability of the shares in the companies you own. As corporate profits increase, corporations become more valuable, and sooner or later, their shares will sell for a higher price. Yeah. That's what we're betting on. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's what you should be betting on, folks. Let's see. I've always said the key organ here isn't the brain. It's the stomach. When things start to decline... There are bad headlines in the papers and on television. You will have, will you have the stomach for market volatility and the broad-based pessimism that tends to come with it? Mm. Yeah. The brain and the stomach. I, I use the heart instead, but the same, same point. <clears throat> and, hmm, where have we heard this before? More money is lost anticipating the changes in the overall stock market than any other way of investing. <laughs> oh, I, I love this one. <clears throat> this is number 59, by the way, in his 100 quotes. We're only at 59? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm not quoting all of them. Oh, okay. All right. I'm always fully invested. It's a great feeling to be caught with your pants up. <laughs> <laughs> There's that other slightly inappropriate okay. quote you were looking for. But but think let's think about this for a minute, okay? I don't want I'm getting out. I don't want to be counting my pants down. Well, folks, he's but the, the, one of the greatest fund managers on the planet has always been fully invested in companies, mm. and he's saying that's the only way you get to participate in the up right. if you're fully invested. Right. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna get out. In the market's gone down. I'm going to get out now and wait for things to get better. Let me think about this. You sold it after it went down. You want to buy it higher after it goes back <laughs> up. If you just kept your pants on, you'd probably be okay, yeah. given the circumstance. i, I got to read that one more time. It's absolutely precious, okay? I'm always fully invested. This is a fellow who's not trying to time the markets, who doesn't know where the future is going. He's buying great companies and hoping it's going to work out. Yeah. I'm always fully invested. It's a great feeling to be caught with your pants up. <laughs> <laughs> Should we give that one to Arden, too, or what? I mean, she would love have, it. We'd have to explain she that to her, though, but that, that'd be okay. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Did he mean his personal money or the All Magellan right. Fund? Yeah, That's here, what I want to know. Here you go. All right. Are you ready for this? And this is kind of cute, too. Gentlemen who prefer bonds don't know what they're missing. <laughs> That's a take on a movie Gentlemen. quote, by the way. Gentlemen, pen, gentlemen who prefer blondes, never mind. Are nope. You, you're, are you get too, it. You're too young for that? I can't believe that. Okay, there's an old gentleman who prefer blondes or whatever. So, gentlemen who prefer bonds 
don't know what they're missing. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, it makes sense. Okay, and, 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 and folks, the, the, the reference there is uh, that, that bonds, those very safe investments that come with some guarantees, well, you don't get paid much after you pay taxes and inflation and those things. Uh, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the game of stocks, although more interesting, has been uh, significantly more profitable if you have enough time to play that game. Yeah. Sort of a thing. Okay. All righty. Let's see. I can't believe you didn't get that big. I can't believe you well, might. When yeah, was this yeah. movie? Gentlemen I mean, who prefer blondes. Was was maybe somebody can tell us. I'm not sure. Gentlemen who prefer blondes, and there was something else about that. Or maybe it was just gentlemen was prefer blondes. Was it a movie, blondes. or is it just like a. I can't remember. Just a saying. Anyway, oh. <clears throat> you can find good reasons to scuttle your equities. Those are stocks funds. Okay, you can find good reasons to scuttle your equities in every morning paper and on every broadcast of nightly news. There you go. I was looking up the gentleman who preferred blondes quote. Okay. Oh, it was a movie. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. 1953. Of course yeah. I didn't get uh, it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Peter Lynch. I've found that when markets going... Okay. I found that when the market's going down and you buy funds wisely, at some point in the future, you will be happy. You won't get there by reading, now is the time to buy. But we were just saying now, now is, the time, is the time to buy. Well, now, now versus we other saying, time. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The basic story remains simple and never ending. Stocks aren't lottery tickets. There's a company attached to every share. Mm. It, it, yeah, it, it, it's nice to hear things before. said differently yeah. that just kind of, you know, more professionally than I would have done it. Once again, the basic story remains simple and never ending. Stocks aren't lottery tickets. There's a company attached to every share. I did that a few months, two or three I, th- months ago. I'm, yeah, that's I'm, interesting. The world was coming in. Uh, you know, are you still brushing your teeth? You thank you, Colgate Palmolive. You know, are you still buying food? You know, thank you, whoever. Uh, you know, I think Come. people think Bitcoin is a lottery ticket. Uh, I'm not because uh, what's attached to that? I'm not touching. Not that. a company. Not not a company. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Let's see here, Peter Lynch. If all I read this. If all the economists in the world were laid end to end, it wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Okay. I like listening to economists, though. I like listening to how they think. Well, well there was yeah. Okay. Well, there, like was, there was a quote. You'll probably Google it to get correct there. Okay, but uh, okay, I, I've, uh, I've never met a one-handed economist. Okay, because on the one hand, oh. there's this, and on the other hand, that. that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Got it. That's not to say... Because <laughs> I don't really know, yeah. right? What's yeah, yeah, it's always yeah, like, well, it could go yeah, this way or this yeah. way. So I've, been, I've been waiting to meet really a know. one-handed yeah. economist. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. That's not to say there's no such thing as an overvalued market. But there's no point in worrying about it. Okay. Yep. Things get ahead of themselves. And you read, yeah. you know, you're always reading the market's overly priced. I think we read for that for like, so, like eight for years. For like almost like 10 years. Eight, eight or 10 yes. years. Yeah. The market's overly so priced. So long. Yeah. 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 Less, lessons learned. People right? started okay. saying, well, maybe yeah, that's yeah, just, yeah, now okay. that's just what it's valued. Yeah. At. It's overvalued. No, that's, no, now that's and the, just the value. Hey, you, you yeah. want to get caught with your pants up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Well, we might actually end this. Uh, uh, oh, we're getting pretty close here. All right. <clears throat> In our society, 
I, I read this already. It's been the men who've handled most of the finances and the women who stood by and watched men botch things up. <laughs> that's, I think that's That's got to be an old quote because that's yeah. changed. Yeah, that's that changing changed. a lot. And yeah, the, most of the folks you meet, on the uh, or most of the younger folks yeah. you meet. Yeah. That, that, yeah and, and I think women control at least half of the wealth y- now. Yeah, yeah. In, in my yeah. generation, that, that's just kind of the way it is most of the time, my generation sort of a thing. But yeah. it, it, I'm glad it's changing. Okay, I really am. Okay, let's see. Peter Lynch, most investors would be better off in an index fund. That is something coming from an uh, an active manager. By the way, there's a Warren Buffett quote or two that we won't get to. It'll maybe a next show, but it basically says that uh, that that people who don't know anything about investing should buy index funds because diversification. It's the diversification. Diver- by the way, diversification is the killer of huge returns. This is according to Warren Buffett. But the correlate of that, mm-hmm. according to Warren Buffett, mm-hmm. if you don't know what you're doing, get diversified and buy an index fund. Okay, that... But, that, but why would the manager of a mutual fund yeah. say that? Well, I can understand why uh, you would say that versus stock picking. Yeah, okay. But why would the manager of a diversified stock mutual fund say that? Uh, That's what I don't because, understand. Uh, because he believes it, I guess. I mean, you know, I... I, I He's not comparing it to, like... His stock fund. No, he's just, no, he's he's just, just saying, saying people that, in general you know, versus pe- stock picking. People in oh, general, okay, people in general yeah. you know, we preach diversification. Why? Because you don't know. Okay, well, neither does, neither does Warren Buffett and maybe 12 other people in the country who do know stuff about that and, and, and can beat the odds about success. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I thought he was yeah. comparing index funds to actively yeah, managed no, mutual no, funds, no, no, which doesn't no. make sense. It's that not for most sense. people. Yeah, it, okay. It's for people he's talking about. Okay. okay. You know, so, so my point is that the vast majority of people, we're, we're in that camp. We don't know the future. We don't know about stocks and managing money. We know about buying the markets and getting market returns. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Okay. Most investors would be better off at an index fund, Peter Lynch, or, or Warren Buffett, if you don't know diversify. Versus same, stock same, picking. Sure, same deal. Fortunately, yeah. I, I think people know that. Most people know that. They're better off in a mutual fund. Yeah. They, they Most people would use the term mutual fund, I think. Yeah, yeah. Most people know that they're better off in something, a vehicle like that, yeah. than picking some stocks. Yeah, agreed. Which is a good thing. Okay. All the time and effort people devote to picking the right fund the hot hand, the great manager have, in most cases, led to no advantage. Okay. Let me read that one again. I guess he could be comparing the index fund thing to like picking a hot manager and then switching if it wasn't hot enough that year. This is, we're could back have been to, talking we're, about that. We're back yeah. to Peter Lynch now. Remember, yeah. active manager. This is an active manager talking about people, not somebody who does it for a living and who's really, really good at it, okay? Let's see. All the time and effort people devote to picking the right fund the hot hand the great manager in most cases led to no advantage what's that mean any any man and hold strategies that any, worked for a long time yeah any yeah. manager that that runs hot for a few years that ends and they disappear okay there are very few long-term managers that forever have beaten the market over meaningfully yeah. long periods of time. Well, if the great ones keep changing places and keep disappearing off the face of the earth, maybe you oughtn't ought ought not do that research and get into that deal. So Isn't that interesting? We're, we're not in that world any, no. anymore. Well, so it's yeah. I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, do people still, are people still doing that? I guess well, so. Uh, I guess other portfolio managers well, might be, or I, people I, themselves might be. I tell you, be. I broke into this business as a stockbroker a long time ago. Is it that was, still happening? Was, I hope not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I truly hope not. I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> 
Well, I think this is the last one. Son of a gun. Oh, oh, good, perfect we have like, Well, perfect that clock's time. fast. We have like two yeah, minutes. It would be wonderful if we could avoid the setbacks with timely exits, but nobody has figured out how to predict them. Ah, okay, folks, I'm going to end with a lightning quick list of the themes. Let's go. You've got two minutes. It doesn't have to be so yeah. lightning quick. Buy the market, diversify and own hundreds of companies, mm-hmm. not stocks. Okay, give it enough time to work. By the way, your investment time frame is your lifetime, folks. Time is the winner. Time increases the odds if you're an investor. Emotions, get rid of them. Put them in a box. Put them aside. If you're an emotional person, you will not do well in the investment world. You don't own stocks. You own the companies that are attached to them. It's a lot less scary. Volatility, the up and down price movement of your companies. It comes with the deal, and it's due to Mr. Market which is irrelevant if you're a long-term investor. Plain and simple. Don't do the stock market stuff, folks. Let's see. Faith in the future. You gotta believe in something. We believe that capitalism rules, companies are gonna be okay, and nobody wants to get rid of our lifestyle and quality of life in in the world, and uh, that's the bet here, that the world's not coming to an end. Okay, this time is never different. Everything gets back to the mean, and I'll finish with Live within your means, the secret to success in the planet. (laughs) Sayonara and have a wonderful week, folks.